they built up all that sexual tension and for what? And for what? For a freeze frame. Hello, 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 hello. hello. It's Delilah. (laughs) I don't know who lives in the general area that I grew up in, but late night with Delilah. Does that ring a bell? I got, I got, I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, we're back again. Yes, we are. We're closing out November with a big one. Yeah, a very exciting movie, which I had never seen before until okay. I'm going to warn the listeners right now, I'm still a little bit sick, so that's why my voice sounds like this. So if you hear any weird like, it's because I'm sick. Apologies. And I'm going through puberty. (laughs) Yeah. But I'd never seen this movie before, so it was very exciting to finally watch it because I know it's a fave of yours. Oh, yeah. Um, Should I I just say it? Should I like let the cat out of the bag? Yeah, why not? We are doing the 2001 Disney Channel original movie motocrossed <laughs> if you know you know and if you don't know now is the perfect time to find out yeah um one thing that i learned uh from from mo and also after i watched this movie and i read a bunch of the reviews on letterboxd um this is a lot of people's gay awakening this film certainly yeah mm-hmm. and i i will say though that at the time you don't realize it but looking mm-hmm. back you're like Excuse me? You're like, oh, no wonder I was obsessed with this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will say just generally speaking, during this era, this era, 2000 and like 2001, mm-hmm. there were so many amazing like sports women movies on mm. Disney Channel. They did Double Teamed, Heather and Heidi Berg, the racing one uh, the that right, we were just the talking right, about. Right on track? Right on track? Right on track, I think. Yeah. With like Brie Larson, they had motocrossed, like, um, si se puede, puede, I'm going to put it, please correct me someone. <laughs> but there were so many like female sports movies. Wow. And it was just like so much more cool and like felt more empowering than the ones that are on right now. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. I truly believe after watching this film that Miss Andrea Rose Carson uh, invented the cool girl trope. <laughs> like, yeah, those handlebars, bro. You want to get the <laughs> flax on the backs and the uppers on the on the studs. Yeah. And yeah. I was wondering the whole movie. I was like, I wonder if that's a short wig or if they cut her hair. It's her hair. They chopped her hair off. So bold. Yeah. This I guess this was also the time of like the pixie cut. I feel like it was having a moment Ooh. back in the day. I think she looks great. Yeah. When she like starts wearing you know, female, quote unquote, clothes again. She like is so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In case you weren't aware, this movie is also a, a Shakespearean adaption. It is based- Loosely. <laughs> yes. Loosely. It is, um, or adaptation, adaption is the wrong word, um, but it is based on Twelfth Night, mm-hmm. very, very loosely. Who wrote that? Uh, some guy named Bill. Weird. It really, really walked so that she's the man could run mm. for sure. This, we were talking about it. And um, so the father figure in this, which we'll we'll get into later on, mm-hmm. might be the original Disney Channel coach dad. Yeah. 
at least the earliest iteration of it that we've seen. Yeah. Because we did cross-reference with some other films of the time, and they did come mm-hmm. out after 2001. Mm-hmm. So what's this guy's name? Ed? Edward Carson. Carson could be the original coach dad. Move over, Coach Efron. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bolton. <What's his> name? <laughs> Damn it, Coach Bolton. <laughs> um, A.K.A. Uh, Bart. Johnson Jr.? I don't know. He's very active on TikTok, so I see him Mm. frequently. So before we head into some reviews, we just want to remind y'all that you can tap the link in our Instagram bio or our uh, TikTok bio and cop our new merch. Yeah. Very cool. Aquamarine design by Deanna Lynn, graphic designer extraordinaire. Yes, we are obsessed with the design. It turned out so well. You can get it on a t-shirt. You can get it on a tote bag. You can get it as a sticker. On a phone case? Yeah, the Might options do it. are endless. Uh, I am currently waiting for my my Raymond merch to arrive in the mail. I'm very excited. And if you have an aquamarine fan in your life who also stands mm-hmm. a respectful king – This is the perfect holiday gift. Holiday season is coming up, so you're going to want to get yours. Absolutely. And I think that by the time this episode comes out, the sale will still be going on. It's like a Black Friday kind of sale. And so you can get that for, I think it's something insane, like 20% off or something like that. Yeah. I feel like when I looked, it was like the shirts were $13 or something, which is great. Exactly. And you can also get like a really cozy sweatshirt, which I might do. Mm. Or if you want one of the other Y2K designs on our store, you could also get a Jennifer's body hoodie. Yes. You could get a Mean Girls phone case. There's a lot of stuff going on. You just want to check it out for sure. Yeah. And I just want to put some feelers out there. If anyone is interested in like merch that says like one of our quote unquote catchphrases like ladies a man will never or something like that let us know Mm -hmm. if there's interest in that and we can make it happen for sure oh yeah yeah just hit us up let us know we actually have like um a rep for t public so we can like do you know liaison we're like i'm like do you have a businesswoman special (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i love that i love that um yeah, we're we're out here. We're girl bossing and uh, just trying Absolutely. to make <laughs> trying to make some money. Just trying to invent post-it notes. <laughs> yeah, so definitely check out our store. Also, a fun new thing in our lovely little link tree is we now have mm-hmm. an official form for you to submit all of your movie requests, so that we can like just keep better track of them. Because um, we we do love getting DMs. We still want to get them, but. If you have specific movie requests, feel free to fill it out in the form. We can just keep better track of them that way. Yeah. Y'all are taking advantage of the form. You are. We have like over a hundred of them already, but keep them coming. You're beating that form to death right now. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it coming. We love to see what you guys are interested in hearing us talk about. So definitely check that out. With that being said, let's get into it. Um, Our first review today was from Sophie Velasquez. We did a little stalking on the Insta. We did. It looks like you're having a beautiful time in Hawaii. Yes. And you got engaged. Congratulations. Yes. Very lovely time. So we gave you The Tide is High by Atomic Kitten. Ugh. 
just a super beachy, summery vibe. Mm. Maybe you're having like a fun day with your fiance. You're like windsurfing and you're like having um, a pina colada and then you... On on the while windsurfing? (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) This is a montage, people. I love it. Oh my gosh. Our next review is from Talia. Uh, thank you so much for your review and for your DM. Uh, we know that it's it's been a hot minute since you sent it and we were able to cover this review. So you are no longer on your honeymoon, I presume. But <laughs> Or maybe you are. Maybe you are. And if you are, good for you. <laughs> but because you were taking uh, a nice little drive for your honeymoon and you like the movie White Chicks, we were like, we're in the car. What are we listening to? Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Of course. So this is a full-on road trip montage. You're with your husband. Maybe you're with like your friends too. It's like a whole big like group trip. You have the top down. You got like snacks from the gas station. Uh. And you're just like driving on the open road singing your hearts out 2,000 miles. Amazing. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Next up, we have M. (laughs) And we gave you Because You Live by Jesse McCartney. Yeah, baby. The number one 2000s crush. Yes. You said you like, like the innocent sleepover vibe of the pod and we just had to give you the dream boat of the early 2000s so maybe who knows in this montage maybe you're with jesse mccartney (gasps) maybe you're what are you doing you're getting candy are you oh wait shit wrong guy is that the wrong guy (laughs) yeah you're eric aaron carter (laughs) aaron carter i know him i get he was on hillary duff Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> All right, we're back. You're with Jesse McCartney, and he is like, I'm going to take you to my favorite restaurant. And you, you're you like, that's my favorite restaurant. Then oh you have a lovely meal together. And you just like, you go somewhere else. Maybe you go to a comedy show. You're like laughing. It's kind of like a date, but it doesn't have to be a date. You could also be platonic friends with Jesse mm. McCartney. Yeah. And I think this song is really just like about someone who appreciates you oh. and who enjoys spending time with you. Why am I getting emotional right now? That sounds so <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, like, the and you're with of, Jesse McCartney like, and or Aaron yeah. Carter. <laughs> I'm both, maybe. Who knows? Ooh. Big age difference. <laughs> right? Between them? I think so, yeah. <laughs> right? Maybe there isn't. How old is Jesse McCartney? I thought that Aaron Carter was older. Well, because Aaron Carter is the same age as Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jesse McCartney, 34. Oh, he's not even old. Yeah, he's younger than I thought, actually. Aaron Carter, 33. Wow. Wow. The more you know, How much guys. of this is going to be cut out in the final cut? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <sighs> and last up, we have a review from Lydia. Thank you again for your lovely review and your DM. Uh, gave us a lot to work with. And um, because you said you are a Jonas Brothers fan and also that you're a rom-com fan, it pointed us to the clear answer 
of one of the most romantic songs I think the Jonas Brothers have ever done, if not the most romantic. No, I'm going to say the most romantic. It's the most romantic. <laughs> Love Bug. Uh, Actually, this is like, these uh, montages are all like quite romantic, I feel, in, uh, in theme. So I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. So picture it. You're with uh, the person of your dreams. You're on a, on a nice little pond, on a little rowboat. You have, maybe you have like a parasol or something, and you're in this Whoa. like beautiful dress. You have a little picnic that's all set up in this rowboat with like tea and little like pastries, maybe like some champagne or something. And you're just with this like person Damn. that uh, that makes this you feel so, about sing. <laughs> makes you feel so like comfortable and like yourself, and you've never felt so beautiful and uh, at peace. And you're watching the sunset as you're you're on this beautiful little boat date. That's I love that. Yeah, that reminds me of the time that Cameron and I uh, went on a rowboat at Central Park, mm-hmm. but it wasn't romantic at all. <laughs> yeah, the only time I went uh, boating in Central Park, it was with like four people, and uh, we then like hopped boats in the middle in the pond. <gasps> Oh no. Um, which I don't think you're allowed to do, but we did it. And nobody fell in the water because that Good. shit is toxic. <laughs> toxic. <laughs> toxic. <laughs> Without further ado, shall we jump into the film? Let's jump in, baby. Corbin Blue style. Hell yeah. So, opening of the film, we have these cuts back and forth we see some footage of motocross racing and a cheerleading competition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is how we get introduced to the twins of the film andrea and andrew andrew the brother motocross racer andrea the sister cheerleader We see Andrew finish up his ride, and his dad is like, you know, son, in three weeks, you're going to be racing with pros from all over the Southwest. You got to do better than that. Let's go for another lap. So Andrew gets back out on the track. (laughs) He's like, I'm tired, dad. (laughs) And he's like, deal with it, son. So Andrea gets home with her mom, and it turns out that she has won her cheerleading competition, and she has this beautiful trophy. So she's like outside their house being like, hey, Andrew, look at my trophy. Man wipes out on his bike because he swerved (laughs) to avoid his sister. That was a little bold. Yeah. He does get up pretty quickly and is like, oh, my God, congratulations. Like, let me see the trophy. And because I've never seen this movie before and I'm like, oh, it's a decom from the early 2000s. I was assuming there was going to be like a clashing of like girly sister boyish brother man like your stuff is stupid but he's actually very supportive and like very uh lovely they're both very supportive of each other's uh, different passions which i thought was great yeah and i will say maybe a hidden gem in this right we think that Mm -hmm. dean is the hottie of the film i'm kind of thinking andrew carson is the guy i want wow yeah he is very respectful. You know, if we're, if we're really thinking about it. Yeah. He can't cook, but he tries. And that's what matters. Um, so dad is like, we can talk about this at dinner. So mom is like, where's my other son? And um, calls out for him, asks Jason to go get ready for dinner. Dad is like, we can talk about all this later. 
Then he tells Andrew that he is getting there with the motocross, but he's got a long way to go. At dinner, Andy tells her brother that he's getting faster, and their dad's like, um, okay, imagine how fast you'll be when we do this every day from morning <laughs> until night. And no dad sleep. is literally going track. off. Another track. Another track. Another track. <laughs> Bike. No sleep. <laughs> Shifting the gears. Ugh. So dad is literally like, when I was your age, I would start riding at dawn and my dad had to drag me back in at night. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Yeah, absolutely not. And their mom is like, I hope it doesn't come to that. Ha ha. LOL. And coach dad is like, LOL, don't do that. And coach dad is like, when your competitors are riding faster than you, you're going to wish you listened to the old man. And mom changes the subject. She's like, Jason, say grace. Jason gives me like big time (laughs) Matt McGuire vibes, you know? Really? I think he gives me more Louis Steven vibes. Is that Shia's character? Yeah. I don't think he's as brash. Like he's, (laughs) like he's, he's even like nicer than Matt is. Like he's not mischievous. He's just kind of like, yeah. He has that, like, smart-ass quality, you know? I see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. Because he's actually, like, pretty nice. <laughs> he doesn't really he's do anything. He's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of sassy. <laughs> so later that night, Andy, Andrea, is getting ready for bed when her brother comes in, and he's like, oh, man, like, I wish I could have been there today. You're cheerleading competition. And she's like, well, yeah, what teenage boy wouldn't want to be surrounded by like 1,300 cheerleaders? And uh, that's when she shows him this motocross magazine that came in today. And she's like, oh, yeah, there's a great article on McGrath, who apparently is like a real motocross rider and is like in this movie. He's one of like the, the riders that we see. And that's when their mom comes in and she's like, hey, kids, just so you know, like your dad and I are going into the city all day tomorrow. So, you know, don't get into any trouble while we're gone and keep an eye on your brother. And they're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like (laughs) mom and dad are going to be gone the whole day tomorrow. You know what that means. (laughs) They curse. Yeah, they do. Next day, vroom, 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 vroom. Next day. Andy, Andrew, suited up, motocross. <laughs> they race on the absolutely gigantic motocross track that their father has built. Yeah. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> that runs with a Kiki Palmer. She's like, oh, 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 oh. I know it ain't, I know it ain't this giant. You know, you know it's, it's your girl. girl. <laughs> Um, so yeah, apparently they do this a lot because they're like the huge and it's like, yeah, the winner, um, doesn't do chores for a week. The other person has to do their chores. So yeah, this is a regular occurrence. Um, we find out that Andy is a pretty experienced motocross rider. She's kicking some ass out here. So Jason comes over and he sees that they're about to race and he's like, oh no, dad's going to freak when he finds out. And Andy's like. That's exactly why you shouldn't tell him. Yeah. You should not say anything about this. Kids being kids. And Jason tries to like moderate their race, but he just sprays himself in the face with the hose. Classic. Classic. Just a little gag in there for you. Yeah. 
So, you know, they're racing on this huge track on their property. They're doing like tricks. They're doing flips, all kinds of stuff. They're kicking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew wins the first lap, but uh, when they get to the second lap, he actually ends up going off the course and like goes through a fence and like totally crashes the bike and like wipes out. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. So they go to the hospital is the the literal next scene. (laughs) And Andrew comes out on crutches. Dad's like, luckily his leg isn't broken. But we get this feeling like when they get back home, he's going to like sacrifice Andy to like heal his son. (laughs) That's the vibe. And so yeah, dad is pissed off. And Andrew's like, it wasn't Andy's fault. Like it was an accident. And he's like, well, it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been fooling around. And he's like, no, she was just helping me practice. But dad's like, I don't want you racing. It's too dangerous. As they walk away, Andrew says he totally had her. Like he would have won. Yeah. So back at home, Andrea is painting her nails when dad comes in with all these bags. Turns out he is flying to Europe to meet with a bunch of riders because all the decent U.S. ones have already been signed to other teams and they need to replace Andrew for the Carson Racing team. Yeah, there's a lot of money in this shit. Yeah, we find out that dad literally quit his job to uh, pimp out his son as a racer. So lots riding on this. I'm like, how are you? Like, the mom is like a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like, confirmed. So I'm like, what do y'all – how do y'all get money money from what – it must be generational. Maybe. You know, there must be some trickle down mm-hmm. uh, money there. But Andrea's like, well, dad, it's Carson racing. There should be a Carson on the bike. Can I take Andrew's place? And he's like, LOL, absolutely not. This is the pros. Shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> shut up. Yeah. He's basically like, you know what? It's my fault for letting you ride as long as I did. Self-flagellation. I know. And he's like, I just want you to start focusing on, you know, what 15-year-old girls should be thinking about. And that doesn't include motocross. He says what he needs is a real professional rider. So before he leaves, dad tells Andrew to take care of himself he reminds Jason that when he takes something apart, he has to put it back together. Cause like that's Jason's thing. He's like a mechanic and always like mm-hmm. taking shit apart and rebuilding it. And he tells Andrea to stay away from anything that has two wheels and a motor. And then he heads off to Europe <laughs> with a baguette in his hand. <laughs> so the next day, Andy bursts through the door, screaming, crying. And everyone comes over. They're like, what's going on? She got tickets to NSYNC. They just came in. She has to call Kelly. Kelly's going to freak. So Jason comes in and he's like, once again, Jason Carson's world record hopes are dashed. Because I guess he's timing himself when he takes apart stuff. Yeah. And like wants to beat the like pit crew record (laughs) of whatever of motocross. Yeah. And Andy's talking to Kelly. She's like, I have these two tickets. You have to ask your dad if you can go. Then Geneva opens up some mail And she's like, Andy, I need the phone. Hand it over. So she takes the phone and goes outside. Meanwhile, Andrew shows Andy the mail. Apparently, they moved up 
the series by two weeks. In what world? It, it doesn't like, happen. What? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. yeah. So the first race is this Saturday. And if you miss the first race, you cannot qualify for the cup. Andrew's like, how random is that? It is. Extremely random. It's extremely random. <laughs> it's extremely random and contrived, Andrew. <laughs> and yeah, their mom is like, well, your dad has left the first hotel already and I have no idea how to get a hold of him. And I'm like, that's poor planning. Yeah. Uh, the days before um, everyone had a cell phone. This next line is insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Andy's like, well, what about FedEx over a telegram? Why don't we just send a bird over, Andy? <laughs> Why don't we just write it in the sand and hope you'll see it from Europe? And uh, the mom is like, well, even if we did, I wouldn't know where to send it. So we'll just have to wait and hope that he calls home. Sure. <laughs> He's cheating on you. Yeah, that's like suspicious that he was like, yeah, I'm going to Europe, I guess. Uh, I won't tell you all the places that I'm staying, where I'm going to be. No, like emergency contact thing. Suspicious. But basically, Andy's like, oh, my God, here I am, like reveling in my NSYNC moment while our whole family unit is crumbling beneath us. I'm like. What? <laughs> yeah. Andrew can't believe it. You know, they realize that their dad will never get back in time for the race. And Andy's like, well, it's up to me to fix this because it's my fault. And Andrew's like, it's not your fault. And she's like, no, but if it wasn't for me, you would be racing in this thing this weekend. Like, it is my fault that you're injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also where we find out that, yeah, the dad literally quit his job. Oh, my gosh. To run this racing team full time. And I'm like, how are you going to call it a team when you have one rider? <laughs> I do wonder the logistics of that. Yeah. If anyone has any, like, knowledge about motocross, what's, like, the t- thing with the teams and then the factory sponsorship I am totally clueless about that. Yeah, it's not explained well, but basically like if they Certainly win, not. if they win the cup, you get the factory sponsorships, so you get like a lot of like free shit for your bike, right? And yeah. then they also will like sponsor you in competitions. Like I assume there's some sort of like entry fees and all that kind of stuff, so like they take care of that. Yeah, I think they like pay you, but I'm like how are you living off of that? Yeah. Like, how much are you getting paid? Well, I feel like with a lot of, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like with a lot of athletes where they, like, really make their money is with, like, advertising deals. Mm. So maybe if you had some sort of, like, ad deal with, like, the equipment supply, like, with the the factory, then that's where you, like, really start to make your money. That would be my guess. Yeah. So Andy asks Andrew if uh, he thinks that she can do it if she could take his place in the race. And he's like, well, there's a long list of reasons why we're never going to figure out. The main one being that you're a chick. And she's like, did you just call me a chick? And he's like, sorry, girl. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he says that guys would tear her up if she went out onto the track. And she says that they'd have to keep up with her first. Ooh. So what does she decide to do? She's like, I'm going to go to the track. Mm-hmm. So Andy goes to the track to practice. The guys are appalled. 
Andy gets back on her bike. She puts her helmet on and she like rides past them and t- dirt just flies into their faces. Mm. And the guys kind of like get theirs. Um, but then when they start racing, one of the guys throws her off her bike and another one like scoffs at her and calls her a chick. So they're just not inviting at all. They're not cool mm. with her being there. They're being total assholes. Yeah. Who knew there was such a high concentration of uh, motocross racers in this one town? It feels like a lot of people are very into this activity. (laughs) So later that afternoon in the Carson family garage, Andy takes off the motocross suit and Jason like walks in on her and he's like, oh, the handlebars on your bike are bent. Do you want me to change them? And she's like, they're fine. I'll do it later. And he's like, well, I'm just trying to help. And she shuts him down and uh, basically makes him promise not to tell mom that she was racing today. So she then sneaks into the house with her racing suit in hand behind her back. And mom is like, oh, what, what do you got there? And Andy's like, oh, it's just some old clothes that I'm going to donate to the poor. To the poor. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. And Andy races upstairs. So that evening at dinner, Andrew tells his mom that their dad will call. Like, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And she spots Andy's arm, which is totally torn up. And Andy's like, oh, my gosh, I trip. But you know how clumsy I am? So clumsy. We cannot emphasize enough how giant this fucking scab is on her forearm. Like, it's huge. It's like her whole forearm. Yeah. And her mom is like, is that before or after you took your clothes to those poor, underprivileged motocross racers? So she knows. She's not dumb. Got him. (laughs) So in the bathroom, Andrew is treating Andrea's giant wound and uh she's like man like i could have smoked those guys i just need new boots because she's wearing andrew's boots which are too big for her like they don't fit properly yeah and he tells her to think about what could have happened to her if she was racing with the real pros and she's like what are you saying that if i'm a guy this never would have happened and he's like a yeah duh that is exactly what i am saying Yeah, and it's not because she's a bad rider. It's literally just that they are so insane and are like, woman, not allowed. Yeah, me, man, me, ride, bike. You, woman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that morning, Andrew tells his mother that Jimmy Bottles called and said that they got the parts in that dad ordered. So he's like, let's go pick them up. And then mom calls to Andrea to ask if she needs anything while they're out. And Andrew's like, oh, no, no, no. She's already in town. I think she's at the mall with Kelly. So at Jimmy Bottles store, what a name, at Jimmy Bottles store. Isn't it Jimmy Bottles because he has like the bottle cap glasses? Oh, mate, probably. I didn't even think about that. That makes sense, though. Um, So Andrea walks into the store unrecognizable because she has chopped off all of her hair. She is wearing Andrew's clothes. She has a backwards cap on and some fucking Guy Fieri sunglasses. I would believe that that was a guy. Oh, yeah. Back when I was 14. Yeah. 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 Especially like with the sunglasses, that really helps sell it for Mm -hmm. sure. So Jimmy thinks that she's Andrew and is like, Damn, like, how did you get here so quick? We just hung up the phone. And he's like, (laughs) 
and and Andrea's like, oh, like <laughs> right, 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 like. I'm just psyched about getting my new bike up and running again. And Jimmy's like, okay, cool. Like, I'll go grab the parts for you. <laughs> and Andrea's like, yeah, uh, can I look, take a look at some new boots? Really just laying it thick. New boots? <laughs> it's quite it's like the a Maya Rudolph bit. <laughs> some new boots? And... <laughs> so Andrea... Heads over to look at the boots. And the real Andrew strolls up wearing an identical outfit, which leads me to believe that Andrew owns two copies of this exact outfit. His parents are like, are you sure you need two oversized orange and yellow sweatshirts? And he's like, absolutely. absolutely. Sure. <laughs> so he oh, goes- wait, great. Hear me out. Great Halloween costume. <laughs> Andy and Andrew Carson. We both get the really short wigs. <laughs> and we both wear the sweatshirt and the pants. One of us has crutches, the other one doesn't. And we just walk around the this whole night being like, so good. just being like, can I check out some new boots? Um, it'll be extremely niche and Dad, nobody. I want to run the race. <laughs> and the only cool people will really understand the reference. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll let that marinate. You know, I'll let it cook around. We'll see next year. (laughs) So, yeah, Andrew strolls up and Jimmy Bottles is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Where did those crutches come from? Exactly. And he's super confused. Andrew's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So Andrea comes back with the boots and Jimmy is like, what's with this disappearing crutch trick, man? And Andrea's like... Oh, um, hold these boots. Like, I'll be right back. And goes down the aisle. Then Andrew comes back and they go up to pay. Jimmy rings up all the parts and everything. And he's like, all right, 500 bucks. And Andrew and his mom are like, we didn't order that many parts. And Jimmy's like, the boots are $300. $300? It's they more look expensive. like transformer boots. <laughs> it's more expensive to get boots than like parts for like a bike. Oh. Like that seems that seems wrong. <laughs> well, I think it's like parts like here's like a pipe and mm. here's like a wrench. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say, how did those boots cost more than like a pair of like Bagley Mishka heels? <laughs> That's what I thought you were going with that sentence. No, no, just because I know that like sporting gear is expensive, but I would yeah. always because I assumed, I guess, that like the parts that they needed for the bike were going to be like like engine stuff, and I know that that can be like crazy expensive. But yeah, they maybe mm. they just needed more like hardware for like the outside because he totaled his bike. But yeah, either way, it's pricey, especially in two thousand one. Oh, the inflation. Oh, so. Andrew's like, dog, I don't need new boots, and those aren't even my size. And he's like, Jimmy, have you been spraying aerosol with the windows closed again? And he's like, what? No. Yeah. Yeah, I have. And he's like, why don't I put these back for you, buddy? And goes to the back of the store. But he is sus because he saw, like, a figure running in the back of the store. Dressed exactly like him. Dressed <laughs> 
So he opens the fitting room door and he sees Andy dressed like him, short hair. And she's like, I could totally take your place at the competition this weekend and switch back before dad comes and no one will know. <laughs> she's really like, I'd, she's like, girl, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I did it. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> and Andrew's like, our parents are going to flip. But Andy's like, they'll never find out. Right, Jason? Jason's like, right, <laughs> Jason? Then mom comes over and calls for Jason and Andrew. Get going. And they leave Andy to buy her boots, I guess. So back at home, Andrea asks mom if dad called. And she's like, no. And like, TBH. Kind of hope he doesn't so I don't have to spill the beans about the competition being moved up two weeks. Yeah. And uh, Andy's like, oh, so is it okay if I go into town with my friends tomorrow? Like, I'm going to leave super early before you even wake up. You won't even know. So I just wanted to ask now. Mom's like, yeah, that's fine. So she then asks Andy where she was today. And Andy's like, oh, I was just at the mall you know, buying clothes. And Andrew's like, yeah, she's trying out a new look. You wouldn't even recognize her. <laughs> You'd hardly recognize her. <laughs> and mom is like, okay, what is going on? Somebody spilled the beans. And Andrea's like, oh, it's nothing. But mom says that that's fine, but she'll find out eventually. It's only a matter of time, which is true. Moms always find out. Don't try and hide things. Yeah. They will find it. So that evening, mom goes into the garage while Jason is working on some engine and she sits down next to him. He's like, I don't know anything. And she just keeps like staring at him. And he's like, all right, you got me. You caught me red handed. <laughs> she broke me. Mommy. <laughs> so in the morning, crack of dawn, Andrea is dressed I've up. I've never as- been up that early. No, never. Um, Andrea's dressed up as her brother. And who shows up but Mr. Jimmy Bottles with his truck. He brings... uh, About to crash it. (laughs) Brings Andrea the boots that she wanted and uh, asks how she plans to ride when she was on crutches yesterday. And Andy's like, oh, Mm -hmm. man, like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And, you know, thanks, Jimmy for helping her out, loading the bike into his truck, giving her a ride to the race. And she she does make like a comment about like his driving and being like, can you see in those glasses? It's insinuating oh, yeah, that he has like, crashed. driving glasses? Yeah. I'm worried about Jimmy Bottles. He does not seem okay. Like there's something <laughs> <laughs> deeply wrong with this guy. <laughs> but of course – That is when Andrea turns around to see that her mother has caught her red-handed. And she's like, last I checked, the mall doesn't open till 10 and they don't let motorcycles inside. So she tells Jimmy, thank you, but this is one race that you won't be riding in. So they sit down in the kitchen and mom confronts them about this plan. She can't believe they were going to go through with it. Not to mention getting in the car with Jimmy Bottles. <laughs> this man is getting, like, shat on. <laughs> so Andy's like, you know, I wasn't going to sit back and do nothing. And her mom brings up her hair and she's like, we are going to the salon first thing. What are they going to do? Like, what could they possibly? It's, the, the, it's the short. The cut is pretty good. Yeah. 
There's no way she like, it's clear that it was professionally cut. Yeah. So Andy's like, see, Jason, this is why I always look at you. And Jason's like, I fucking cracked, man. And (laughs) he asks their mom why Andy can't race and brings Mm. up how they're learning about women's rights in class and how there aren't any jobs that women can't do anymore and how great it is that they've come so far. Thank you, Jason. (laughs) He's like a little like shifty. Um, So he's like, I don't understand why she can't race. She's just as good as the guys. And she's like, I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So she sends Jason upstairs to put away his clothes and looks out the window and sees Andy very sadly bringing the bike back into the garage. And she's like, don't go there. And has a little moment to herself before she goes into the garage and asks Andy if this is something she's doing because she feels guilty or if it's because it's something she really wants to do. And uh, Andrea's like, well, which one will let you let me go (laughs) and does say though that she really wants to ride and she thinks she can win and her mom is like is there still time to get there and andrea is like yes she says that if they're gonna do this they're gonna do it right so they end up going to the race and um her mom is like you didn't think i would let you save the the family single-handedly and let you take all the glory. And I really like this mom character. I mm-hmm. think she's very cool. Yeah. She's like a very supportive mom. She's yeah. a really good wife. She's very articulate when she's like talking mm-hmm. and just like good at explaining like both sides of things, I think. Yeah, she says bad taste in men, but who doesn't? <laughs> you know? We forgive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So at the race, they pull up to the track and – um, some dudes are just off the bat being rude as hell. They're like, who brought his mommy? And I'm like, your mother doesn't care about uh, this sport you do that you dedicated to? Yeah, weird very flex. very sad. <laughs> weird, weird flex, but okay. Um, so Andrea puts on her disguise. She goes to the sign-up uh, sheet. And this other writer sees Andy's nail polish. At first, she's embarrassed. And then she goes... Yeah, it cuts down vibration in the bars and helps reduce arm pump. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> so Andy drops off a form and one of the race officials, Bob Arnes, starts talking to Andy. And every time we see Bob, he's like, hold on, I got to take a call. Hold on. Like he has like three binders <laughs> and four phones. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm surprised to see you. I heard about the broken leg. And he's like, I, I want to talk to you. I want to find out about the man beneath the helmet. Ah, oh, got a call from the boss. Got to take this. We'll talk later. Got a blast. <laughs> so Andrea then calls Andrew back at home to fill him in on what's happened so far. And he gives her some pointers from Jason about the bike. And she hands the phone off to mom so that they can chat. Turns out dad still hasn't called. And that's when Andrea sees some like racers across the way there's a little eye contact so andy's mom has decided that this is the perfect time for a nice little manicure and has brought (laughs) all of her nail polish to the track and uh it's just you know painting away and this random woman comes up to her and is like excuse me like i broke my nail do you mind helping me out she's like oh yeah of course sit down so she ends up like 
giving this woman a little manicure. And that's when like the announcement goes off that it's time to head off to the race. Mm -hmm. Andy's mom wants to come with her, but she's like, no, no, like I'm going to go by myself. None of the other guys have their mom with them at the starting line. And her mom's like, okay, I guess I'll watch from here then. So the race is about to begin. And these moderators were like, I can't believe I booked because they go off. <laughs> Maybe they're professionals. I don't know. I don't know who yeah. they got for this. But they're like, they can't even breathe right now waiting for the drop of the hammer for the gates to go down. Like, it's just <laughs> so intense. And you yeah. forget that, like, in certain places of the U.S., like, these types of sports are, like, what people go out to. Like, in mm. certain states, like, football is, like, the nips, the tits, the lickety lick. Like, yeah, people just go off on random niche things that I would never mm. think about. Yeah. So it's intense. And finally, like, the gates come down, but Andy doesn't realize, I, I assume, because she's never been in a real race, that, like, if she goes before the gate goes down, her tire would get stuck. Mm. So she gets trapped by the gate, and she loses, like, a lot of – she's, like, in last place, right? Because she yeah. gets stuck. And she manages to catch up to the front runner – and then he knocks her off the course. So Barrett steals the win and Andrea comes in last place. Yeah. So Andy's not feeling great post-race. Her mom tries to give her a pep talk and they go back to like their tent where there's now a bunch of girls waiting for Miss Carson to do their nails. <laughs> and uh, the other racers across the way talk about how Andrew Carson got smoked in that race Yet he has every girl on the grounds swarming his tent. Like, man's got game, clearly. Like they're getting <laughs> their nails done. Yeah. Is, is no one – is everyone missing the part where they're literally doing their nails? Yeah, where they're not even looking at Andy. <laughs> where they're like, oh, that's a 15-year-old boy and I'm 22. Yeah, literally. Um, but one of these other racers is Dean, a.k.a. Um, – Riley Smith, that's his name, right? Something like that. Um, also known as the bike guy from New York Minute. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. That's where I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but Dean, that's his name in this movie. He's like, you know, some guys are just magnets. And that's when he checks out this girl who is Farron Henderson. Ooh. His friend is like, please, man, not only is Farron completely out of your league, but she's the owner's daughter, like he's on Team Henderson, and basically says that it's career suicide to go after her. Dean falls over, and Farron just looks at him and calls him a geek, um, which is like That's so weird. It's so weird to me, though, because like in no way does Dean read as like a geeky, like, oh, type of guy. So I don't know why she's he's so. He's like 250 pro. He's hot. Yeah. He's athletic. He's very nice. I'm like, what more do you want from this man? Yeah. I'm like, Farron, do you know what boys are like in high school? Like, this is as good <laughs> as it gets, sweetie. <laughs> but basically, Dean's friend is like, oh, you know what? You should go get the 411 on girls from Carson over there because whatever he's doing, it's working for him. Yes. So in the second race, Andy is doing much better this time until she gets thrown from her bike 
So it seems like every time she keeps catching up to the front runners and then someone just like rams her off of the track. Mm -hmm. So um, back at the tent, her mom's like, you know what? You did great. And you came here to do what you, you know, needed to do. And Andy's like, I came here to win and I should have smoked those guys. They announced that they're getting ready for the next race. And Andy goes for a walk Um, at the third race. Dean Talon of Henderson Racing gets a clean sweep and Andy watches from the sidelines, kind of like smiling to herself. So after the race, Dean is being interviewed by ESPN about his success on the tracks. And he's like, oh, you know, it's all thanks to me getting a great start and also to my amazing Henderson racing bike. And that is when (laughs) Art Henderson himself pipes in just like immediately to gloat and like take all the credit. He's kind of the worst. Yeah, not a good vibe. After the races wrap up, Andy is loading her bike onto the rig and having a really hard time just like pushing it into this van. So Dean comes over to help and she tells him she can't shake the arm pump, you know, bro. And he's like, uh, I thought that's what the nail polish was for. But he's more like subtle. He like yeah. I think that he's he would be cool with mm-hmm. Andrew having painted nails. Like it seems like yeah. he's like chill. Yeah. And maybe bisexual. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But um yeah, so he introduces himself and says that when he starts winning, everyone is going to be wearing that stuff. And Dean says that he's probably the best rider, you know, back home. But here, everyone is the best rider back home. And all these girls say goodbye to Andy as they're leaving. And Dean's like, I don't get it. These women are in their 20s. They don't give a 125 guy a look. Well, yeah, because they're children. Yeah, because it's illegal. I would hope not. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, oh, I always felt I could relate pretty well to girls. And Dean asks Andy if he wants to check out his rig or whatever. And he's like... uh, Suggestive. uh, A Freudian slip if I've ever heard one. Mm -hmm. Then Andy's mom comes up and she's like, I'm taking the longest bubble bath when I get (laughs) home tonight. I'm putting on a freaking eye mask, baby. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt my 15-year-old daughter flirting with this handsome man. (laughs) Let me go. I was just in a great part of my book. So she goes to sit down and read her book. And actually, she's reading the rule book for the race. Yes. So Dean takes Andy into the Henderson trailer thing. And that's when we run into Danny, Dean's friend, who congratulates uh, Andy on his superior babe magnetism okay um so andy looks around (laughs) you're done you're done so andy looks around their gigantic trailer and sees that it is completely stocked with parts and she's like why exactly do you need this factory sponsorship and he's like oh the sponsorship means factory support and they have you know expertise on making bikes as fast as they can go and that's what it takes to be a pro rider so that's when they run into farron henderson and dean introduces andy and andy immediately goes oh tommy girl right and she's like what And he's like, Tommy Girl perfume. Like, I recognize the scent. My sister wears it. 
but it smells a lot better on you. I'm like, and I'm oh like, oh my god, Andy is also bisexual. Yes. Oh my god, maybe we can nominate both of them for bicon of the year. Yes, that we could. Yeah, yeah. But Farron is like low key, high key interested, but ends up walking. I'm away. like, you're also bisexual. Everyone is gay in this movie, confirmed <laughs> by us <laughs> right now. Yes. So that's when Art Henderson walks up, and he's like. I told you not to let competition into the van. And some dude is like, he's no competition. I think that's Barrett. Oh, it is Barrett. You're right. You're right. And uh, Andy ends up leaving the trailer. Dean follows after her. And he's like, listen, I need your help. Let me offer you a deal. I can teach you how to be a better rider. But in return, you have to hook me up with Farron, like you got to get her to go out with me. And Andy's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm probably not even going to be here for the next few races. And Dean's like, there's got to be some way. But Andy's like, I'm sorry. No, but thanks for the tour. So back at the rig, Andy goes to see her mom and tells her that Dean must be the cutest guy on the track. Oh, her mom says that. She's, like, all for her daughter having, like, a boyfriend at 15. I'd be like, no. (laughs) Um, But Andy's like, yeah, and I may have a chance if I wasn't the second cutest boy. And her mom is like, I was just talking to dad, and he hasn't found another writer yet. And Andy's like, you didn't tell him? And she's like, it must have just slipped my mind. Like a slippery little banana peel. (laughs) Oops. So Jen turns to Andy and she's like, you really loved it out there on the track today. And Andy's like, I could beat those guys. Like, I wish I didn't have to quit right now. And her mom is like, do you really love what you're doing? Or do you just want to do it because you feel guilty? And she's like, I really love this. Her mom tells her that this is a defining moment for her. And reminisces about when she was singing in a band. But her grandma was like, I'm going to freak the fuck out. And said that if she didn't um, quit, she would tell her grandfather. So she quit the band. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have at least given it a chance. And I promised myself that I wouldn't do the same to my kids. And... They all agree to do the competition together. So Andy goes back to Dean and tells him they have a deal. So since they are committing to this race, they've like checked into a hotel nearby. Uh, They call back at home. Jason tells mom on the phone that Andrew is terrible at cooking and that the pasta that they ate the other day crunched. Poor Andrew's trying his best. Man's on crutches. He's doing what he can. Jason, pull up a stool. Get cracking. Exactly. So Dean is holding up his end of the bargain and takes Andy out to the track. And they end up actually going further than the track to practice. And she's like, where are you taking me right now? And he's like, we need to practice on different terrain to like really understand how to like ride this race. Um, And Andy's like, shook by how cute Dean is as they ride off into the distance. She's like, you're sweeping me off my feet right now. (laughs) For real. Then later on, they like ride by this body of water. And Andy's like, ah, this is beautiful. 
And Dean's like, beautiful. <laughs> um, and he just takes off his shirt and he's like, take off your shirt, jump in. And I'm like, <laughs> and Andy's like, uh, you know, the sun messes with my skin, bro. And Dean calls Andy a girl. So Andy's like, what'd you just call me? Like, let's kiss. Like, what'd you just call me? And Andy like runs into this puddle of water. I don't know why I call it a puddle. It's like, it doesn't look like it should be swimming. I want to be honest. It looks like, yeah, yeah. it looks like there could be some like critters going on. Yeah. But um, Andy tackles Dean into the water and they kind of like play fight. And I'm like, oh my God, tensions are high. <laughs> then Dean mentions Farron and Andy's like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to her later. They're also they're like so close to each other in the water. Like it's tense. There's like a lot of tension happening. You don't know what's going where. <laughs> So in the lobby the next morning, Andy bumps into Farron and uh, she's like, oh, it's okay. I'm on a post shopping high right now. And Andy's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like a, I saw something on the Learning Channel about that. And she's <laughs> like, oh, you're that guy from the other day. And Andy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking for Dean. Have you seen him around? And she's like, ew, why would I be hanging out with Dean? Get real. <laughs> And I'm like, what is with the attitude? He's so handsome. And he's like perfectly nice. What's the... I don't get it. But Andy is like, "Uh, why wouldn't you be hanging out with Dean? And Farron's like, he's not my type. So Andy asks what her type is. And she says she's looking for more out of a relationship than a guy who never changes out of motocross t-shirts and jeans and spends every waking moment thinking about motocross. She wants a guy that's dedicated to her. Doesn't she say something like a guy who thinks about more than like knickknacks and tic tacs or whatever? Yeah, like she uses some yeah. technical terms. But and it's Andy's the wrong like, term. Knickknacks <laughs> and whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, mom hears some like commotion inside of the Carson truck, opens the door. It's Andrea working on her bike. It turns out that she's avoiding Dean so that she doesn't have to tell him what Farron said. And Dean then strolls up immediately and mom is like, oh my God, we are so thankful to you for taking time to help Andy, you know. Thanks so much. Bye. And dips. And Dean is like, so how did the talk with Farron go? And Andy's like, yeah, I don't really think that she's right for you. And Dean is like, what are you talking about? She's amazing. Just tell me what she said. And Andy's like, yeah, she's not into it, bro. She's looking for a guy who drives expensive foreign cars and lives within walking distance of the Galleria. And he's like, I could be that guy. But Andy's like, no, you don't want to be that guy. Just like, trust me, forget about her. I could be that guy. <laughs> I could. This man is so down bad for a girl that hates him. It, it, I hate to see it. Yeah, she's so mean. Yeah. And Andy's like, you know, I, I understand if you don't want to help training me anymore. And he's like, no, no, of course not. And this freaking line... Dean I says, can't believe it. <laughs> Dean says, no this, this is inappropriate, actually, whoever wrote it. Yeah, absolutely. He says, 
no, Carson, <laughs> you've got potential. And tomorrow, I'm going to work you until you can't get out of bed. <laughs> he says, tomorrow, I'm going to work you until you can't get out of bed. Are you joking? Whoever wrote that, like, you knew what you know what you were doing. Don't, don't act. And then Andy <laughs> hugs Dean and they're like, whoa, 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 like, no homo, no homo. I'm like very homo, extremely homo. Oh, it's only homo. Everyone <laughs> in this movie is gay. Exactly. So Henderson is very suspicious of Andrew, a.k.a. Andy, and mm. says something to Farron about like, like the nail polish and like whatever. And Farron's like, at least he's different. And I'm like, you got a crush too. You got a crush. The weird thing is, is they, they didn't really uh, develop that the way that I assumed that they would because this is 12th yeah. night. They just have like this kind of throwaway comment and then like one other time that they interact where like nothing happens. So I'm like, this would have been a great, easy conflict to just throw in there. Like it's baked into the storyline, but they just like have a oh, throwaway yeah. comment and then like forget about it. So yeah, I don't know what happened I agree. there. And then what should happen? But Bob coming back up to try to talk to Andy and he's like, we need to do this interview, but oh, I'm getting another call. <laughs> My boss is demanding, but he's fair. Like he just is popping in and out. I don't know what's up with the Bob. Yeah. So they have their first race of the day, and Andy is doing way better after getting coaching from Dean. Other people are getting wiped out. Dean gives her a thumbs up from the audience. Everyone is stunned by the progress, and she finishes seventh in the race. Pretty solid, pretty solid. So back at the hotel, Andy sees Dean eating alone Uh, at the restaurant, so she... Goes over, congratulates him on his win today, and he's like, oh, like, thanks, man. Clearly, he's super down. So Andy sits down with him, and he's like, I just can't stop thinking about Farron. I'm just so, like, bummed that I didn't even get a chance with her. And Andy's like, yeah, I know what it's like to want someone that you can't have, but you can't let it get to you. Like, the competition's too important. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. Thanks, dude. I love a vulnerable man. Yes. So back in the hotel room, mom is like, do you seriously want to see Dean and that girl live happily ever after? I'm like, mom, you're so catty. Oh, my God. And Andy's like, you know, I just want him to be happy. And if that's what it takes, then yes. I'm like, y'all are teenagers. Stop. You're gaslighting her, mom. (laughs) And mom is like, ah, you've got it bad. And the phone rings. (laughs) It's Andrew calling to congratulate her on seventh place. Very supportive. Yeah, what a sweetie. So nice. This poor guy got kicked out of the race that he's been working towards for like months probably. Mm -hmm. And when his sister takes his place, he's like, you know what? Good for you. I'm proud of you, sis. He's like, I love not training every day. Yeah. It's so nice. (laughs) So it turns out their dad still hasn't found a replacement rider, and it looks like she'll get to finish after all. So Andrew's like, knowing dad, he'll just show up with some guy without even calling. And Andrew mentions the NSYNC tickets because the concert's coming up really soon. And Andy's like, oh, wait, can you send them to me overnight? I have an idea. And at that point, someone also knocks on their hotel room It's a delivery for their mom. 
and it's a Carson riding jacket. Hell yeah. So the next day, next race, Andy is doing amazing. She's pulling ahead. Her mom has a sign that says, you go, girl. And she's like, oh, shit, immediately (laughs) erases it. Afterwards, Dean gives Andy props on the race. And she's like, oh, by the way, like, I found a way to turn everything around for you and Farron if you're still interested. He's like, hell yeah, I'm still interested. So what does she do? Andy walks through the hotel. Okay, first of all, Dean comes down the elevator in this mm-hmm. black turtleneck and leather pants. Oh my pants. god! Yeah, what? <laughs> you had that packed and ready to go? Like he's out at a go scene. He's like on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, a dog. So yeah, Dean and Andy like walk through the lobby. And Farron's there, and Andy just goes, no way am I going to see in sync with you, dude. Like, I don't care that the tickets are fifth row. And Farron is like... Fifth fucking row. (laughs) And Farron's like, "Mm, you have NSYNC tickets tonight? And Andy's like, oh, Dean does. And he's like trying to get me to go with him. And she's like, oh, Dean, do you have anyone to go with you? And Dean's like, no. Would you be interested? <laughs> My man's like, can hardly keep it together. Yeah. And Farron's like, yeah, like, I'll just go. I'm going to go run and change into my concert clothes. And Dean is just indebted to Andy and is like, I owe you. So next day. Race. Patience. <laughs> what is that note? So uh, some behind the scenes uh, look for the listeners. The notes for this section just says race patience, which is because the race is happening the next day and the mom just has a sign that says patience in all caps with an exclamation point, (laughs) which I thought was funny. Um, But yeah, Andrea and Barrett of Henderson Racing are neck and neck, but Andy wins and gets third overall for the day, which is huge. Great, yeah. So they're riding this high after the race. They're freaking stoked. They get back to the tent. Who's waiting for them? Buzzkill Bob, a.k.a. Ed, the dad. and (laughs) A.k.a. her father. He's just... Yes. He's just like, get packed. We can talk about this at home. And mom is like, oh, come on, Ed. Like, it was just as much her idea as it was mine. But he is not having it. He's like, we got to go. We got to beat traffic. Let's get out of here. So they start packing up. And Dean comes over to congratulate Andy. And Dean is like, ah, the night with Farron was awesome. Farron totally digs me. Andy is like holding back tears. Yeah. And Dean is like, What's wrong? Because he notices details. Because he notices things. Yes. And he's observant. Yes. And he's emotionally in tuned. And he's a good listener. And he's like, you know, whatever it is, I just recommend you suck it up. Like, you don't want these guys to see you like this or else it could get ugly. And Andy's like, thanks, Dean, for everything. And he tells her that she did an awesome job today and thanks her for hooking him up with Farron and – As he, like, leaves, he sees Andy's dad just stoic and is like, Mm. damn. It's so sad. And I think that Andy is like, oh, like, thank you for all your help. Like, I wouldn't have gotten here without you. And Dean is like, it was you that was riding, not me. And I'm like, oh, such a sweetheart. 
So sad. So that night, back at the Carson house, Andy's dad is lecturing her. He's like, you know, I didn't want you out there getting hurt like your brother did. And Andrew, like, pipes in to defend his sister. And dad is just like, well, if they find out that she's not who she says she is, she'll be disqualified. They'll take all her points away. Plus, I'll be the laughingstock of the whole motocross community. And it's just like... Relax. Yeah. Grow up. So Andy goes upstairs and, you know, mom tries to talk to dad and is like, I get that you have all these reasons why Andy can't race, but she's just as good as the boys. And if you're willing to let Andrew take the risk of getting hurt while racing, then why won't you let Andrea also take that risk? And, you know, basically calls him a hypocrite. So she tells him not to stay up too late and goes upstairs. So Ed sits down with Jason at the kitchen table and he's like, do you think I'm a hypocrite? And Jason's like, uh, if it's a bad thing, no. If it's a good thing, yes. Oh, Jason. And I'm like, Jason, you understand uh, fucking gender theory and (laughs) uh, feminism, but you don't know what a hypocrite is? He's like, I know who cast the first stone at Stonewall, but (laughs) cast the first brick at Stonewall, but I don't understand hypocrisy yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the next day, who should arrive and knock on the door but a French man? And Andy's like, hello? Renee kisses her hand. And Andy's like, we have enough Tupperware. Thank you. It closes the door in his face. <laughs> so he rings again and Mr. Carson answers the door. He introduces Renee as their new writer. He also kisses Mrs. Carson's hand and she's like, what the fuck? What? (laughs) So the boys are like, Renee Cartier, that sounds so familiar. And Andy's like, well, if he kisses my hand again, there's going to be a WWE smackdown. And she goes upstairs to her room. And who should be there but Renee looking at her cheer magazine. Ew. And like turning it to see like the full body like fold outs. It's so creepy. Yeah, like is he supposed to be like a man? Is he supposed to be a teen or is he supposed think, to be a man? I think he's like a teen, but he might be like a year or two older than Andy. Either way, I'm not loving it. No, no. And he's like, I need the Western facing room to sleep. <laughs> and. <laughs> You didn't think I could do French, did you? (laughs) Caught me off guard. Uh, That was excellent. (laughs) Facing room to sleep. It's like... (laughs) Laughing is like painful right now. Oh my God. So Andy's like, what the actual fuck? And her dad pulls her aside. He's like, hey... he's so far away from home, like, just do him this kindness. And he's like, please do it for me. All right, Dad. Yeah. So meanwhile in the garage, Andrew and Jason are working on their bikes when Andy comes in with, like, a motocross magazine. And she's like, remember how you thought that the name Cartier was familiar? Well, let me pull up the receipts and reads them this little article about this whole scandal that Renee had where he was bumped from his fifth team for unsportsmanlike yeah. conduct where he literally like ran 
like a dude off the track. It was like fucking awful. And that's when Renee walks into the garage and he's like, here's a list of parts that I'll need for training tomorrow. And Andrew's like, it's going to take me forever to like get all these parts attached to this bike. And Jason offers to do it because he's very speedy. But Renee's like, actually, I'd prefer to leave it to Andrew since he can actually reach the foot pegs. Very rude. Rude as hell. So he then yawns and goes back upstairs to go to sleep. And Jason's like, I wonder if anyone in France actually misses him. (laughs) So Andy goes outside the garage and, you know, goes up to her mom and just gives her a hug and thanks her for like all the support that she's given her over the past week or so yeah and inside ed watches as they hug the next day renee is practicing on the home track and almost runs over jason it's like very weird and then renee comes over to andrew and it's like i am not satisfied with the bike and andrew's (laughs) like oh really because my sister went on it then dad comes out and's like how's it going And Andrew's like, he's revving the bike too hard. He's going to blow the top end, which literally ends up happening the next time he goes around the course. And he tells Andrew to let him know when the bike is fixed. Renee is just super rude. Yeah. Everything about him is uh, repulsive, really. And it just gets worse because he then goes into the kitchen where Andy is washing dishes. And he's like, oh, you finally figured out where you're most useful to your family. (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck? Like, who are you? And he just like continues. Yeah, he just like continues to clown on her and like tear down the fact that she tried to be a racer. So she sprays him with the sink hose. It's like, oops, did I get (laughs) you? Little old me. So in the garage, Andrew tries to show his dad this article about Renee, and his dad's like, listen, I know he's had some issues, but he's a good, aggressive rider, and that's what we need. So Renee comes in to check on the repairs, and dad says he's going to get more parts and tells them to practice on the backup bike while he's gone. So later that night at dinner, Jason and Andrew come in and see that Andy's not there. And mom says that she wasn't feeling well and went to bed early. And they just like both look at Renee and they're like, yeah, we're not feeling well either. And go upstairs too. Mm-hmm. So they go into, I assume it's Jason's room because there are bunk beds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they go and check on Andy who is painting her nails. And she's like, this whole thing is ridiculous. Like, I know I could win this race. Totally. So the next day at the race, the moderators talk about how the 125 Pro is up for grabs and Carson and Henderson are neck and neck. So Dean walks over to them and Andy tells her brother that he needs to pretend to be her and like puts the racing goggles on him and shit. And Andrew introduces Dean to Andy. They shake hands. Farron is also there. And, like, Dean is struck by Andy's beauty and charm. And Farron is, like, low-key annoyed. Yeah. And they have this, like, yeah, it's a very tension-filled encounter. And Farron's like, you have to go back to the rig. Like, let's leave. So Dean wishes them luck or whatever, and they head back. And then at the race, Renee does end up winning. But because he, like, slammed Barrett off the track... The other front runner. And they interview him after the race and ask about Andrew. 
And he's like, I don't know anything about Andrew, but, you know, let's get back to the subject, me. <laughs> this is wonderful. Um, so later, later on in the day, Dean is working on his bike with his buddy, Danny, I think. And Andy goes up to them and she's like, oh, hey, like, how's Barrett? And they're like, oh, he's pretty shaken. Uh, I don't think he's going to be doing the next race. And that's when Andy, being the cool gal that she is, starts flexing all of her bike knowledge. It's like, well, actually, if you want your bike to do this, this, and this, like you should try all of these modifications. And they're all like, oh, my God, this girl knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So she's like, if you want the skidid- skididly poo on the hiddly hoop, you got to put the pizzazz and the schnazz. You know what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. Exactly. So Dean is like, oh, my God, I can't believe you know all this about bikes. And she's like, yeah, I grew up around them. And he's like, oh, yeah, like Farron also grew up around this stuff, but she doesn't seem to know anything about it. It's like the flirty energy is it's it's sparking between them. They're looking into each other's eyes. And that's when Andy sees Renee coming out of the Henderson trailer. Ah. She's like, what the fuck is he doing in there? So she heads on over to confront him. Yeah. And she's like, what were you doing in their trailer? And he's like, I wanted to see how a real team operates. (laughs) And Ed comes over and he's like, Guys, what's going on? And Andy tells him that Renee was in the Hendersons trailer and she knows that the Hendersons don't do that because she was kicked out when she like visited with Dean. But Ed defends Renee and he walks away and Ed tells Andy to apologize to him because he won't be able to ride all worked up like this. And Andy being like a very nice person agrees. And he walks back to like their rig or setup, whatever. And Jen is like, aren't you the one who always says if it barks like a dog and acts like a dog, then it has fleas like a dog? Well, Renee is a spoiled puppy. And Jason agrees. He's like, go check on the gas, son. (laughs) And then Jen tells them, (laughs) Jen tells Ed that he's making a big mistake. And she asks him if someone were to ask him to describe his daughter, what they would say. And he's like, "Um, she's beautiful, smart, funny every gets along with everyone and she like is like uh-huh my point exactly so he thinks about it and actually walks over to andy who is trying to apologize to renee but renee is like your Ugh. family is a joke and pushes andy yeah like and ed steps her. in very weird she's like i was trying to apologize mm. dad and ed steps in she's yeah. like St- stand back honey and he, He's like, apology redacted. You're fired. Bye-bye. Get fucked, Renee. Pack up your baguettes. Get <laughs> out of here. So Andrea and her dad go take a walk. And she, oh my, this poor girl. She's like, I'm sorry I was being a jerk. Not at all. Not at all, sweetheart. No. And luckily he does say that. He's like, no, you weren't. You were just trying to help. And you were doing a great job. And he tells her about how before she was born, he had always prayed for a girl 
because he had seen so many of his friends get injured racing and he thought that if he had a girl, then that would never be a problem because she wouldn't be a racer. And he had just hoped for her to be spared from the bad side of racing. But if it wasn't for her and her mom, Carson Racing would not have gotten this far. Mm -hmm. And Andy's like, I just wish that I was the one who got hurt, not Andrew. But he's like, no, you're our only hope and we need you healthy. And they share a hug. That's a beautiful father-daughter moment. Yeah, it is really nice. Like, I'm glad that he is realizing that he's just been like incredibly sexist this whole time um, and is actually supporting his daughter in what she wants to do. Like, so. I think some of the misogyny they throw in is like very overt. I'm like, okay, yeah, relax a little. But yeah. I do think that like, you know, dads aren't perfect. Like, yeah, I could totally see someone's dad being like, I don't want you racing. Like, you're going to get hurt. You're going to break an arm, yeah. like whatever. So I do like that they have this heart to heart. Yes. Yeah, totally. So Ed and Andy go back to the truck. Andrew is packing everything up, but dad is like, Andrea is going to bring this thing home for us. And Andrew's like, but dad, I already took the top end out of the practice bike and the boobly scoop out of the hoop-de-doop. And he's like, there's no time to put the race bike back together. But Jason's like, I've been literally practicing for this for years, four years. And Andrea suits up. Jason fixes the bike. Mom helps push the bike up to the starting line. She's like got her Carson racing jacket on. Dad stays back. He's like, you're the team. You go. Hell yeah. So as they're going up to the starting line, Dean catches up with Andrea. Dean's like, this is a good time to talk, right? (laughs) Yeah. Let's have a little heart to heart real quick. And uh, he's like, oh, like what happened with Renee? And she's like, oh, yeah, we got rid of the trash on our team. And he's like, yeah, and it landed right on our front lawn because now Renee is racing for Team Henderson. So Dean is then like, hey, BT Dubs, your sister, she dating anyone? And Andy's like, bro, you got a girlfriend. And he's like, well, actually, I realize we don't really have anything in common. And I think she likes French guys better anyway. And we see, like, Renee literally has his arm around Farron. Like, she is moveddon.com. So Andy's like, I don't know, man. Andrea's really picky. And Dean begs him to hook him up. And Andy's like, all right, I'll I'll think about it. Maybe we can work out a deal. And I'm like, can you imagine, Uh like, brokering a date for yourself like that? (laughs) So at the starting line, for some reason, Farron is, has accompanied Renee as like Weird. the number one supporter. So odd. And Andy kind of looks over. Her mom's like, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about him at all. And Andy notices that all these guys have their nails painted. Hell yeah. I was not, I was shocked to see this in a film in 2001. I know. I was like, go off. A woman did write the script. There we go. And they're off. Andy is in the lead. Renee is right on her tail until Renee cuts her off and she falls behind. But she makes her way back up right behind him. They're neck and neck. They're on the last bend. And Andy takes the lead because she doesn't speed up on the final turn. But Renee does. And he falls off his bike like a loser. (laughs) And so... 
Andy, you know, she hits the brake, Renee goes flying, and Andy wins the race. Woohoo! Big celebration. Everyone is so excited. They're all on their feet applauding Andy, except for Renee, who is a fucking little bitch baby. A piss poor loser. Yeah. And he's like, it was a trick. And uh, basically spills the beans. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The ESPN guy is right there in the middle of the action. (laughs) And Ed is like, no. We need to admit what we've done. Andy tells the truth. They reveal it all. Dean is pretty upset about it. He is not. He's thrilled. not keen. Yeah. Like a one Channing Tatum was yes. with Viola. Yes. Really having to reckon with a lot of feelings that he wasn't quite ready to unpack yet. He's like, so when I felt butterflies, like it was you and that lake. Yeah. And he's like, Come on, man. Like, I, I trusted you. I told, I told you, you stuff. <laughs> I felt things I've never felt before. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't say that outwardly, at least. But, um, you know, he kind of starts to walk away. And Henderson is like, she should be disqualified. This is against the rules. But mom steps in and is like, actually? Oh, oh. actually, I've spent the last fucking week Reading and rereading. Cover to cover to cover to cover to cover. <laughs> this freaking rule book, and it says not one goddamn thing about girls not being allowed. And Henderson's like, oh, 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 well, what about an unregistered rider? And mom is oh, like, gotcha guess again. again, bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> because look at this registration form. It says Andy. Short for Andrea. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So Andrea then gets interviewed by ESPN and she's like, yeah, it feels amazing to win, but it was a family effort. And the announcers are like, well, Bob, are you gonna uh, honor this uh, this factory sponsorship? Bob is looking through his sixteen binders and three cell phones. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa! I gotta call some people. I don't know. Yeah, and that's when they bring up Barbara Rollins. She's like on the chair or something. You may recognize her from Scrubs. Yeah, and uh, she comes up to the mic and she's like, after everything that you've done lying, masquerading, blah, blah, blah. After all that you've been through, we wouldn't have you sign with anybody else. And in fact, okay, we're given a contract to the whole Carson team. Whoa. Yep. Barbara Rollins, rolling in <laughs> bills over here. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Someone put me down. Put me down for a nap. Um, but afterwards, we fast forward maybe a couple weeks, who knows? Jen comes into the garage at the Carson household and tells Andy and Andrew that they got enough money from Rollins to hire a 250 rider. And Andy's like, oh, who are you going to get? And Jen's like, well, there is someone who thinks they've, they're up to the job um, and they're right outside. And so 
Andy goes outside and by her pool is Dean. And he's like, Uh, I'm interested in your open spot. uh, And she's like, well, (laughs) well, uh, you'll have to race me. And if you win, you'll get the spot. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it literally ends in a freeze frame of Andy and Dean motocrossing and like <laughs> frozen in air off a jump. What? What? <laughs> I can't tell you how upset I was after watching this whole film. They built up all that sexual tension and for what? And for what? For a freeze frame? Not even a handhold in the distance. Like, I, you're not going to give me a kiss? Fine. That's fine. Give me something. Give me a little a, a niblet to hold on to. A crumb, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's motocross. That is what a film. <laughs> it's so good. Like I think the plot. Yeah, yeah. It's not like perfect writing, and maybe it's not top tier cinematography. But the plot is there. Yeah. The motocross, this like these brother figures like supporting their sister, this mom Mm -hmm. coming out the cut being like, I want to like support my daughter. I'm going to like let her do this crazy thing. Dad, this this amazing father daughter moment. Like this is an amazingly crafted Disney Channel Mm -hmm. original movie. Yeah. I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, like this, this is my first time watching it. And uh, I really genuinely enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really, you know, well made and um, it was enjoyable and it didn't feel like it was pandering. It didn't feel like, I don't know, it just, it felt very genuine and I, I feel like I got a good grasp on the characters and yeah, it was, it was a great time. Very great well made deep time. And I mean, to just get into the bisexuality of it all, it's Mm, like, how rare in a, what was it again? Is it 2001 or 2000? 2001, right? Yeah, 2001. A 2001 movie where there's like, you know, a gender norm switch and there's Mm. like, they could have made it be that Dean was just a friend, but it felt... Like, because we know Andy has feelings for Dean, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, that part is there. But then we're also like, Dean has feelings for Andy. And it's confirmed totally. at the end. So I'm like, this is, this is it, fan, fam, yeah. fans of the pod. Because <laughs> all I'm saying is, it's all very androgynous right now. Yes. It's all very, totally. you know... What like who knows what gender we are? We're non-binary. We're we're t- like it's just a testament to to put it like bluntly. It's like Dean is just attracted to this like human being, this this personality yeah. that is Andy, and we get to experience that in a Disney Channel original movie. How insane! Who let yeah. that? Who greenlit that? Because it doesn't seem like no, yeah, it's it would be in their alley. Totally, it it really explores the spectrum that is sexuality ding 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 because <laughs> it's it's not a binary everyone exists somewhere on this spectrum and uh i really do get the sense that dean is not upset about the fact that like andy's a girl it's more of like a, a breaking of the trust thing yeah but um 
I don't know. I feel like Dean would have been cool with it. Dean's like in in an older world, right? In a world where they're like late 20s. I'm like, Dean's going out to the club. He's hooking up and he's getting pegged. Absolutely. I'm just reading between the lines here. (laughs) We're just we're working with the text. Yeah, I'm we're doing engaging a close with the material. Reading, actually. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, we yeah. should do a TikTok from Motocross, like as Dean and Andy. Oh my gosh, you have to be Andy. I'll put my hair up. Yeah, um, <laughs> or just get a haircut. Yeah, I'll just chop it off. I could never imagine. You I don't doing have the that. face. I can't pull it off. No, I do not have the face for that short of hair. I think that it's just it would not look good. Yeah, I think I would look insane with that short of hair because my cheeks are too big but i do think if i totally shaved my head i could pull it off oh totally but it would have to be like a total because that would be like a honestly a whole personality change would have to happen with that yeah um some other (laughs) stuff would be going on beneath the surface i think (laughs) but oh my gosh (laughs) the point here is i'm gonna have to rate this movie a nine out of ten it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Wow. Because re-watching it too, I was like, yo, like I hype this movie up so much. Like if I watch it and it's not up to par, I'll be so disappointed. I'll mm-hmm. feel so embarrassed. It's better than I remember. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I love that. I love that. No, it was, it was really good. I don't know if I'm going to give it a 9 just because I don't have that like that attachment to it from childhood at all. Mm -hmm. But it was really, really good. So I'm happy to give it like an eight, like a really solid eight. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that I can't remember if it was this or double teamed. um, But I want to, I think it has like a 6.9 or like a 7.2 on IMDb. Like that's Mm. a pretty high rating. Oh yeah. So it's a top tier Disney movie. It is. It is a really, really solid decom mm-hmm. because there are some stinkers out there. Um, that's for sure. Big, and this is not stinkers. one of them. No. This is a gem. This is a, a nice little, I think, oft forgotten gem. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Motocross in a while or you've never seen it before, give it a watch. I highly recommend. It's on Disney Plus. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Our last before we head into our holiday movies. Oh, I'm so excited. We have an amazing lineup inspired by your recommendations, so you won't want to miss it. Yeah. We actually took all of the just like most voted for films in when we post on Instagram and on Twitter asking for your recs. Yeah. Uh, so we're very excited to give the people what they want this holiday season. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to have a lot of really fun holiday content on social media. So you're definitely going to want to follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at movies that raised us. You can also follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can follow us on TikTok at movies that raised us pod. You can send us a good old fashioned email at movies that raised us at gmail.com. And for your holiday shopping needs, you can order our merchandise at the link in bio on Instagram or TikTok. Get those presents. Hell yeah. While they're on sale. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do if it. you want. No pressure. But do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week for another movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.